The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So every year I have, the, I have the great fortune, my favorite weeks of the year, is I get to go to Eretz Yisrael, I get to go to Israel with 200 men. We run, we run a men's trip. I don't know if people in the room are on the trip. Guys from every background and denomination. No knowledge required. Just 200 guys barreling through Israel. There's nothing like it. And every year we end the week on Friday night, second to last day, and we go to the Friday night to the hotel, and we basically, I mean, think of 200 guys at the hotel together. We have a davening there, and it's unbelievable. And every year, there's a group of people that bring soldiers into the old city for Shabbos, and we time it that when we're done, the soldiers come in and dance with the guys. It's unbelievable. The guys turn around when they're finished praying, and there are 30, 40, 50 soldiers come in, and they embrace them, and they dance with them. It's awesome. Well, one year, when I got there, they brought soldiers, but they weren't regular soldiers. They were Covert soldiers, they were like, uh, you know, intelligence soldiers. So they were in plain clothes. And he's like, ah, I'm like, what's ah? They look like Israelis. I don't know. Every Israel looks like a soldier to me. I don't know the difference. I think my whole family's in the Mossad because they live in Israel. Like, I don't know. I'm American. I want to see like that. The whole point was I want them walking in. I want them seeing green. I want them seeing guns. I don't want them seeing like some guy that's got like a gun in like his shoe that doesn't do anything for me. So the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, ah, see, he felt bad for me. So he gave me a consolation prize. He goes, listen, in the back of the hotel, this is their commander. No one knows the guy's name. He's basically invisible. But this guy's been in the intelligence community for 40 years. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, he's a total hero. I'm going to introduce him. You go talk to him for five minutes. I'm like, done. So I went over, talked to him. And he forgot one little piece is he forgot to introduce me. So you can imagine how uncomfortable it is. I walk over to some guy who's standing there in the back minding those little business. And I'm like, like as if I'm like supposed to talk to him. I'm like, hey. He's like, shalom. I'm like, so you must, I'm like lost. I'm like, so you must have always wanted to be in the army. He's like, nope. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, you must be really brave. He's like, no, I'm not. By nature, I'm not brave. I'm like, okay, I'll just stand here and be quiet so you don't shoot me. And so I'm just standing there quietly. And then he like, he's, just, he's an intelligent officer. Like the guy knows everything. So he puts the whole thing together in like a second. He goes, oh, you're with the group? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm not my I'm like, in a second, he gets the whole thing. And he's like, you want to hear how I join the army? I'm like, yes. Here's what he tells me. He says, my father fought. Before the IDF, there was these groups of defense, many armies in Israel. They were different pockets of different groups. And his father was in one of them. This is before the state was founded. And one time they had a mission, and my father was in the mission. My father got shot. But he was scared to go to the hospital because he was scared to expose his group. So instead, he came home. And I remember the day like it was yesterday. He goes, my father walked in. It was like pandemonium in my house. My mother was pulling curtains off shelves and trying to stem the bleeding and tying it around them. And my job was to run down the block into an apartment and knock on the door because there was one doctor there who was our secret doctor that when he knocked on the door a couple of times, whatever, he came running and I knocked. The doctor said, I'm coming. He came running and it was just pandemonium in my house. Doctors and my mother and my father, it was horrible. But after a little bit, we stemmed the bleeding and everything looked okay. And they set up like a mini hospital room in my fa- in our in our in our house, in our apartment. He said, one night, I was walking by to get to my room. My father calls me in. He says, come here. Go sit down at the edge of the bed. I sit down. He says, he looks at me in, the, in a voice like I'd never heard. And he says, it's time. I said, Abba, what's it time for? He says, it's time for you to be a man. And I said, nah, Abba, come on. I'm 11 years old. What are you talking about? And my father said, again, it's time for you to be a man. And I said, Abba, why are you saying that for? And he said it again. It's time for you to be a man. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, Abba. You can't leave us. 
<laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're not ready. Ima needs you. I need you. Everybody. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't do that. I'm 11 years old. I'm, you know I'm not a brave kid. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. My father again slowly said, it's time for you to become a man. I said, Abba, I am not able to be a man. My father got upset at me. And he said, able? You think you have to be able? Is that what you think? Because my father wasn't a religious man, but he knew every person in our history. Because you think Abraham, you think Abraham, you think Abraham was able when Hashem asked him to bring monotheism into the world? You think Yosef was able when he was asked and tasked with changing the entire world's food consumption? You think Moshe was able to go up against the strongest man, basically in antiquity, Paro, and bring the Jews? You think David was able to become the king? You think anybody is ever able to be the person they're meant to be? You don't have to be able. You have to be willing. And if you're willing, you'll find the ability. God will give you the ability. I'm not asking you to be able. I'm asking you to be willing. Are you willing? He goes every single day, every mission, every tour, every day for the rest of my life. I woke up in the morning and I said, I am not able to do this. But my father thinks I am, so I am willing. That's the story of our lives. The story of our lives is that some of us are good in areas and some of us are great in areas. But what makes us who we are is not when everything makes sense. What makes us who we are is when we go through life and life throws us circumstances that's about to knock us down, that every rational person would go backwards. But it's the heroes that keep on charging. It's those Holocaust survivors that come to this country with nothing on their backs. And everyone should have said to them, give up. It's oh, Do you know what you grew up with? And they kept on chugging. They kept on building and having families. We're sitting in this room because of those heroes moments. The state of Israel is around today because a bunch of people landed on the shores. We always had people there, but they came back in masses. And you know what the neighbors said to them? When we got back to our homeland, people weren't waiting for us with like gift baskets with like hummus and hashish going like it's about time. Welcome back. They're like, here's the deal, guys. You got 15 minutes. Either you go back to Europe where you're from or we drive you into the Mediterranean and kill your kids along the way. And a bunch of Jews. And by the way, we're not a very tough people. You know what I'm talking about? We can do things well. We can out-sue anybody. We can out-eat anybody. We can out-heal anybody. I can call my mom and we can out-guilt any nation in this world. You'll never see a bunch of guys come out of a bar and go, yo, 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 yo. We should cross the street. The yeshiva let out. It's going to get weird. That'll never happen. We're not tough. And a bunch of Jews said, I don't have an Air Force. I don't have an army. I don't care. We're home and we're never leaving again. You come at us. We're never going to say die. We're never going to say quit. At that moment, that nation, those people became heroes. They deserve a clap, that, no question. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.